Ladies and gentlemen, grunts and girls, welcome to episode 29 of Bullets to Beans. It's Christmas. Um, it's going to be a short show this week. We're going to pick up, hopefully, with a full-sized, uh, normal, two-segmented show next week. Something's been weighing on me, so I took the opportunity this week to uh, set the story straight. Um, Jake Tapper from CNN, a uh, famous author, over the summer, uh, he had a movie come out, The Outpost, and um, the book came out in 2012. Well, it was a fabulously done movie, and I think it was a historically accurate book, but the movie got part of it wrong because they're trying to condense a bunch of storylines into one. I set the record straight on one of those pieces today. I'm going to talk about the story of the rescue of Captain Robert Yeskes, Blackfoot Troop Commander, 6th Squadron, 4th U.S. Cavalry Regiment. That story's coming up. Stay tuned. your weekly military and veteran podcast with Doc Joslin. Ladies and gentlemen, today I want to share a story with you, and I'm going to try to get through it the best that I can. A lot of folks know that uh, earlier this year, I think it was actually over the 4th of July weekend, um, CNN reporter and author Jake Tapper who wrote a book, I think it was released in 2012, called The Outpost, about Afghanistan. Uh, it became a movie. who got released. It was in July, I believe. Uh, and it actually it chronicles a story of the unit that replaced me in Afghanistan uh, after I left in 2009. It, unfortunately, that cavalry troop was essentially run off the mountain and had a, the fight of their lives. In the book and in the movie, as a lead up to that Battle of Kamdesh, they tell some of the stories of the two units prior and the two troop commanders prior. I understand for Hollywood motive why they did that. Uh, they have timelines, production costs, production value. So I completely understand why three different timelines were condensed into one story. But if you've read the book, and you haven't seen the movie, I'd recommend seeing the movie. It was actually very well done. If you read the book and you have the book, turn to page, I believe it's 382 or 384, and you'll see my name in there. And so today I want to correct the record on the rescue of Captain Robert Yeskes, because unfortunately, due to Hollywood timelines and production, they got part of that wrong. In the book, they get it right, and in the movie... They get it wrong in the movie. They have it to where my friend, Captain Rob Yeskas, they have him dying on the mountain that day, and that's far from the truth. So we're going to set the record straight in the true story of the rescue of Captain Robert Yeskas, told by the combat medic who rescued him, myself. So on October 28th, 2008, our squadron commander, 6th Squadron, 4th Cavalry Regiment, James Markert, Colonel Markert comes up, and he's a doc. Somebody got hit up at uh, at Keating, uh, and I need you to rescue him. Dust off's too far out. It's critical. There's some Chinooks out on the uh, the helipad refueling. So I grab my shit, grab my kit, get all ready to go. And Amanda Kuda, Captain Kuda, our squadron surgeon that was profus to us, and then Major Tom Nelson, 
our uh, squadron S3. They meet me at the LZ. As we get out to the LZ, the crew chief of the Chinook that we're riding on hails us over. And um, so we load up, and it's, uh, it's about a 17-minute flight from uh, Fob Bostic to Cop Keating. And uh, I've been on some pretty cool Huey flights. I've been on some pretty ridiculous Blackhawk flights and some Chinook flights too. But the flight up was kind of somber. The aircraft is pitching and rolling and we're going through the valley. And it, it's just a wild, wild ride. And I'm trying to think to myself, you know, I know it was somebody who got st- stepped on an IED or a mine. Um, and at that point, I really didn't know anything else, and it was probably best that I didn't know anything else. Um, so I, I knew it was going to be lower extremity injuries. I knew that they were critical. They, they couldn't wait for dust off to get into the area. So they sent a non-standard Kazovac and a medical team in the back of the Chinook. And so as we come into the LZ, the the bird does this amazing maneuver where they're, they've got this canted pitch we're rotating around on the rotors and they start dropping the ramp as we're coming in and we fucking hit so hard and we bounce and uh i remember looking at tom nelson and major nelson who before he came to squadron uh he had been at ranger training battalion uh, so i looked at him in kind of a smart ass fashion because even in the worst circumstances i can't lose me being a smart ass I looked at Major Nelson. I was like, follow me. So we exit the aircraft and uh, there's a little trail and like a canted uh, path to the left, like a dog leg to the left. And the litter team is running him down. And uh, I see Captain Steve Brewer, our squadron PA is one of the litter bears and he's screaming and I, I can't hear him. So Major Nelson and I run to meet him. And uh, we link up, and he's like, he needs an airway. He needs an airway. So we get him loaded on the helicopter. Uh, Major Nelson is not medical. He's a he's an infantry officer, and he's just kind of there. Uh, Dr. Kuda is reassessing his injuries, and I'm trying to get him an airway. So actually, Tom Nelson ended up doing one of the more critical things that day, Um is Mandy Kuda was assessing uh, trauma intervention and I was fighting to get him an airway. Uh, peripheral IV line started coming out and uh, Major Nelson just stabilized the line, got it back in and, and made sure that he had fluids going in, which if you know much about trauma, getting fluid in uh, and replacing volume uh, is critical. So I start getting ready to intubate him and uh, I specifically remember he bit down on my my blade as I'm trying to intubate him. And we didn't have, you know, RSI on the battlefield. So we didn't have rapid sequence intubation set with us. All I had was a diazepam auto injector. I had Valium. And so I look at Dr. Kuda. I'm like, hey, he's biting my blade. I got to calm him down and relax him. All I have is Valium. And she's like, hit him. And so I hit him with the auto injector of, of Valium and it didn't do anything. I remember when I when I popped it in uh, in his upper thigh by his buttocks, he, he kind of flinched and his eyes open. And what's so vivid is I remember looking at him, I still didn't recognize him. And again, that's probably best. Um, so 
uh, I uh, unsuccessfully attempt to reintubate. The, again, the helicopter's pitching and rolling as we're crawling through this valley, trying to get back to the main fob or our main aid station. And we had a sliced forward surgical team from uh, Fort Bragg with us. Uh, so we get back. Um, there's a litter team waiting for us. We transfer them into the surgical team. As I go back out to uh, collect all my gear, uh, I mean, that, those, hell, those, those birds got diverted to help us do this CASVAC, so they needed to get the hell out of there and get back on mission. So the, either the tail gunner or the crew chief, one of the crew members, meets me about halfway, and he's like, I tried to package your, your shit up for you. And like, when we started working on them in the helicopter, my aid bag, like, exploded all over the place, and there was shit everywhere. It looked like a yard sale. So... They tried to package things up for me. They met me kind of halfway, and I remember looking up, and it was either the tail gunner or the, the other crew member in the back, one of the other crew members in the back of the bird. They've got, like, water, and they're trying to wash the blood out. And I I don't know why I apologize, but I looked at him, and I was like, I'm sorry we fucked your bird up. And I get my stuff, and I go back in the aid station, and then, you know, I drop my weapon, drop my armor, and set my aid bag down, and Captain Yeskis is already in the the, the OR and the whole talk is there. And I, I still, this is about the point where I realized who we just rescued. Everybody's in there as I'm coming back in and every, I'm getting some pats on the back. People are saying, thank you. People are kind of looking at me, uh, fighting back emotion. You know, you did a good job. You did the best you could kind of thing. And then um, our one November is there and he's filling out the 1155 the 1156 the field uh the witness statement card and casualty feeder report thing and uh you know he asks he's like hey we need a we need the field medical card we need the 1380 we got to send the whole packet up you know we want to push this packet quick we've got to get next kid notified blah 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 and so i grab my book of old-fashioned vietnam era field medical cards you know, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, this is fucking stupid. They're going to have a whole surgical note going with them, but whatever. And so I'm like, hey, who is that? Uh, and he was like, it's, uh, it's Blackfoot, Black, Blackfoot Six. Um, and I was like, it just knocked completely off my center of gravity. I'm like, what? And I said, that's Rob. That's Captain Yeskis. And then it... it I became glad at that moment that I didn't recognize him uh, for whatever reason. God put a blinder over my face or gave me, didn't, it took away my ability to recognize my friend. Um, so anyway, uh, now I'm just, I'm kind of leveled. Um, so we get him stabilized uh, dust off shows up. We get them pushed back to Craig Theater Hospital at, at, uh, at Bagram. And then he's life flighted uh, with the Air Force uh, life flight teams back to Launch Duel. His wife, Dina, is able to meet up with him at Launch Duel. Um, he's ev- evacuated you know, for their stabilization at Launch Duel a couple days, I think, there. And then. Um, evacuated further back to Walter Reed, finally in D.C. And Rob finally died December 1st, 2008 at Walter Reed. 
after he had gotten home and was able to say goodbye to his wife and daughters and was able to give that family closure. So although the book is remarkable, and I think for Hollywood credit, the movie's fairly well done, it's important to know that Rob Geskes did not die on the mountain that day. That between the PA, the troop senior medic, the squadron senior medic and squadron surgeon and the surgical team and all the other medical elements that laid their hands on Rob, he did not die on the mountain that day. For Hollywood purposes, they condensed a, a, a timeline. I think it's important for those that, that helped care for Rob and for those that knew him personally to get the story straight. That's the, that's the true account of the rescue of Captain Rob Yeskes in Camdish, Afghanistan in 2008. Appreciate you listening. Stay frosty. So no grind this week, folks. No coffee review. Uh, I just wanted to share that story. This is a time of year where a lot of us put a lot of thought into people that aren't with us anymore. Uh, Rob's, the anniversary of Rob's death was just a couple of weeks ago, the beginning of the month. I think it's important that we remember them at this time of the year, that we remember their families, our fallen brothers and sisters. And don't ever forget right? They can never be forgotten. So on that note, don't forget to like, share, subscribe. We will have some merchandise coming out uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully I got to get off my ass and finish designing some stuff and get it to really designs uh, who will be our merchandising uh, partner for the bullets, the beans merchandise. We have some more shows obviously lined up coming up in 2021. We're getting close to our first year on the web sphere waves uh, at the end of January, uh, January 20th marks our one year in production as a show. So we'll have a one year anniversary show with some special guests on. If you're a veteran and you have a, short, a story to share about your time in service and your deployment, or if you're the family member of a veteran who listens to the show and you like their story to be told, if they're no longer with us and can't tell their own story, don't hesitate to reach out to me at bullets to beans at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at bullets to beans. We're on Instagram. And uh, that's about it. Short week. We do have a live coming up uh, Christmas day. I'm going to review what Santa dropped off for me. And we're going to find out if doc was on the naughty list or the nice list this year. So stay frosty folks. Tune in. We've got more stuff coming up. Merry Christmas. Bullets to Beans is an official media production of Lifeline Media, LLC, Eagle River, Alaska. Alaska.